0: The following interview has been heard recently on the Erskine Veterans Radio Show. Now, today we've got Stuart Aitkenhead, who is the new chairman of Erskine. So, Stuart, welcome along firstly to the programme. Thank you, James. Can you tell me firstly about your history in Erskine?
1: Well, actually, I mean, I've I've been involved with Erskine for more than 10 years, James. Although I only became chair in 2021, I've been a trustee on the board since 2012. And then I served as vice chair for a number of years before uh, uh, taking over from Robin in 2021. So I've been on board meetings and committee meetings for many years at Erskine The longest serving
0: trustee now on the board What does actually a chairman do in Erskine? Because I'm a wee bit unsure on that, just to let me know
1: Erskine is a charity, as you know, uh, and as charities are required to do in law We have a number of trustees who act as the legal directors of the charity And uh, direct its operation and guide and support the the senior management team to do their day-to-day work and the chairman essentially has, it sounds like a grand title, but the, the fundamental role is to chair the board meetings every three months. And that really is it in terms of of, of legal requirement. However, it tends to, to drift beyond that. There's a bit of scope creep in the job description. I work very, very closely with the chief executive in delivering our strategy and uh, agreeing what that strategy is going to be, agreeing how the board will operate Um, and any changes that are required to the the structure of the board. Um, For example, uh, we have a number of trustees retiring uh, over the next few months who've been on the board for a number of years and we're going through a process of recruiting some new ones so I'm working very closely with our company secretary and our recruitment uh, search consultant to identify and appoint some new trustees. It can go a bit beyond just the, the basic requirement to chair board meetings but it's 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 providing a bit of leadership to the board and a bit of guidance and support to the management team.
0: Yeah so I mean that, that sounds you know it sounds like a, an interesting job and obviously you, you meet a lot of people. Now it's been part of Erskine you, you like like myself you have visited the home i mean you must mm-hmm. see the great work that goes on there Stuart.
1: oh yeah i mean it's it's a it, 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 you can feel the atmosphere just when you walk in the front door in in, in either of the homes in any of the homes you know the, the, there's a real commitment there from the staff to deliver great great care and great service and support to the veterans it, it's not just the the care staff the the care assistants and the nursing staff but everyone who works for Erskine from the finance team the fundraising team everyone really uh, focuses on on the veteran and their needs and you know because we're we're a charity we're not out to make a profit we're every penny we we bring in from fees or from fundraising goes directly into serving the needs of the residents.
0: I think that's it and people need to know that as well Stuart now just just from your own personal point of view you, you're telling me that your dad he served in the second world war so you've got some experience as well about you know about the services and what happened there. I
1: do yeah my dad, my dad was in the, the fleet air arm in in the second world war he was an aircraft fitter
0: he maintained
1: Spitfire aircraft and uh, their equivalents on, on aircraft carriers he was based in, in in what was then Ceylon is now Sri Lanka uh, for for the last couple of years of the war. He was one of the last people to be demobbed in 1946, and uh, he, he you know he, although he didn't he didn't go into the jungles and and fight over there, he was part of the key war effort. He contracted malaria and was in hospital for quite a while, quite severely ill. So yeah, I've got I've, you know he he always told stories of what it was like to be in the in the navy, and although he embellished them a wee bit uh, as most most parents do, um, it certainly wasn't an easy time he had. There's no doubt about that my grandfather was also in the uh, served in, in the, the army in the first world war uh, and he was actually captured in France and spent, uh, well, his war basically was spent in a prisoner of war camp in France. So, yeah, I, I, I come from a family that did that, that serve both in the First and Second World Wars.
0: And I think that helps you really to understand the veterans that are now in you know either of the homes, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. It absolutely does. I also worked um, in my career, uh, although I wasn't in the military, I worked very closely with the Royal Navy for a number of years uh, in industry. So I I know what it's like for them. I know how difficult it can be when you're a serving sailor and having to leave your family for months on end, weeks on end uh, and and put up with what we would consider very unsociable conditions, as well as the the potential risk of having to serve in in, in combat somewhere. So, yeah, I know what a lot of the, the residents have gone through. Albeit now we're we're now, we're now working much more closely with younger residents. It's not just a, a care home for elderly residents. We're supporting those who are maybe leaving the services as young as in
0: their twenties. With Earth, can they don't realise it now? I mean obviously like things like the Falklands War, people are thinking that's that's old now, you know, from you It know. is
1: it is. Yeah. I mean we, we have a number of Falklands veterans in, in the in in the home and we also have a number of um employees on the on the, the on the Erskine staff who are our are, are Falklands veterans but yeah a lot of the younger veterans coming out need some help to get back onto their feet and we're providing now a range of services for them including you know transitional support accommodation in, in modern apartments uh, where we can help them put together a, a package that will get them uh, where they want to live and and in employment and training and help them with benefits and all that sort of thing. Because it's not easy leaving the services when you've maybe joined there straight from school you've been used to being provided with your accommodation, your food and rations and your, your uniform for a number of years and then suddenly to be find yourself on sibby Street and having to find a job and a home and, and, and pick up family life. So there are there are lots of needs that we're trying to serve now for, for younger veterans.
0: And doing a, a great job at it I must say Stuart. So so, I mean, that, that, that's, that's been a great insight into to what's happening in Erskine and, and what actually you're doing. So for the moment, Stuart, thanks very much for your time on that one. Thank you. You're
1: welcome, James. Thank you.